When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Katie Nipp is a Northern California blues artist with six studio albums to her credit, as well as a number 10 hit on the blues album Billboard charts. Katie plays a number of instruments, including the harmonica, slide guitar, and even the boogie-woogie piano. She is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to have you on. We are talking coast to coast today. I'm in Virginia. You're in California. How's it going out there? It's a beautiful, scorching 96 degrees right now. So. <laughs> well, we're only a few degrees behind you, so we're, yeah. we're catching up real close today. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was looking over the uh, uh, the notes that, um, that got sent over and, and uh, just digging into uh, what you've been up to in your career, and it sounds like you've, you've been at this for a little while. Yes, I have, about 20 years. <laughs> of being an independent artist. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how did all of this uh, begin for you? Um, well, I have been singing, I don't know, since since the third grade, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Played clarinet and used the sight-reading knowledge from the clarinet to teach myself piano. Okay. Uh, got into, I didn't start teaching myself piano until I was like 17, and then when I got to college, when I got to college, I thought, um, okay, I'm going to major in medicine now, because you got to make money, right? (laughs) So, I walked into choir class, and they were doing Mozart's Requiem, and I just started to cry, and I was like, okay, even if it's a much harder life path, I have got to get my degree in music. Really? That's I cool. I had to follow my heart. So I got a degree in classical voice. The colleges were very um, stingy. Um, I went to Cal State Hayward, UC Santa Cruz, and Dapple Valley College. And they were very um, strict about only singing classical. Uh-huh. So I, I was always doing my French, German, and Italian opera. So I decided to sneak a second voice teacher on the side that was helping me do the stuff I really wanted to do, which was the belty, bluesy stuff, but in a safe way, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in taking really good care of your voice, so, like, even now, I'm still doing those classical warm-ups in the shower and everything okay. like that. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I got... I actually got a preliminary record deal way back in the day, and they were like, we'll write songs, we'll hire songwriters. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm no dummy. I'll write my own song. So I started teaching myself guitar, too. Okay. And then um, 
I was getting all my stuff together, and I remember knocking on their office door, and nobody was answering. This was of the record label. And I'm knocking, and it's my normal time. I visited them, you know, but I checked in with them, and I looked through the mail slot, and the furniture's gone, and it just cleared (laughs) out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And that was the day where I was like, you know what? I'm going to rock this independent career. Yeah. And uh, since then, you know, I've released five albums and a bunch of singles and videos and got on the Billboard charts and... um, just got some worldwide radio support and I'm super, super thankful and I've had some amazing shows with my band and as a solo act and it's a fun ride. So it sounds like... There's the whole story. Yeah. It sounds like you've (laughs) been able to do it kind of as a career pretty much the whole time. Is that right? Um, Well, I mean, all through my 20s and stuff, I worked at a bank and then would perform at night. Okay. And then... Um, once I turned 30, I hit a wall and I was like, okay, I'm really depressed. I've got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. So then I started my own teaching business of teaching piano and voice lessons. Okay. And that has made me a much happier person and I feel like I'm <laughs> contributing a lot more to society. Yeah, it's yeah. made me a better player too, just teaching others. Sure. So I don't make as much as I used to make at the bank, but, um, Working from home can have good tax write-offs too. Sure. Well, and and yeah. what's the price for happiness too? You know, I mean, exactly. It's priceless. <laughs> right. So, so you you fell in love with Mozart, but ended up in the blues. How did you How did you go from from Mozart to the blues? Well, um, you know, I. I love all kinds of music, but when it was time to go sing in the nightclubs, and specifically when it got to blues songs, it just felt like there was a nice release happening inside my body, like a sigh of relief almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I when I could sing that stuff, I just felt the most free. So as an artist, I think we're always looking to feel free sure. in whatever it is we're doing. Um without limitations. And so, I mean, yeah, people, you know, I've, I've, I've mainly been in the, the blues genre. Um, however, you'll notice on all these records, there's, there's elements of everything snuck in there. <laughs> you know, there's some jazz. And- right. I was going to ask you that. Cause I, I, I hear hints of jazz, uh, in some of the music, especially I heard you do some things with just you and the piano and, uh, it, it felt, I felt some really some jazz influence sneaking through in there too, and even one of the songs uh, "Take It With You." I think it felt very New Orleans style almost. Oh, that was called "Another Round." The album is titled "Take It With You," but none of the songs are called. That. Uh, okay, so it was so from that the was album, yeah. Probably be another round. Yeah, that okay. had uh, the horn section on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, that had was a, had that boogie woogie feel, New Orleans jazz kind of. Um, it it just I I felt some jazz in there, so yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, definitely. And you've gotten to play on stage with a lot of uh, pretty pretty prominent names in the industry, also along the way, right? Doobie Brothers, Robert K, uh, Cray, and Joan Osborne, folks like that. Yeah, and all of those were solo act openers, just me wow. <laughs> myself up there, and that was quite the test of nerves, I have to say. Um, when I do those gigs, it 
it's always, um, I, I really have to kind of meditate over the nervousness to, yeah. to, sure. <laughs> to get through it. Yeah. You know, you're there, you're, you're not really invited. People bought tickets to see the headliner. And yeah. So I walk out there and I'm like, okay, I need to win these people over. They have no idea who I am. Yeah. And luckily I have. I, I tend to sell out of most of my merchandise when I do that. So they're awesome. very great. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten to play with those folks together at the same time? No, not yet. Um, in fact, the the sweetest thing happened when I opened for Ruthie Foster, who I oh, she's highly, amazing. highly yeah. respect. Yeah, um, we were chat. I guess she was having dinner while I was opening for her, so she didn't hear my set. Okay. But um, afterwards, we were chatting a bunch and you know having wine together and. Um, I I started talking to her about guitar, and I basically, right before I put, we were packing up our gear, and right before I put my dobro away, the resonator guitar, uh -huh. um, I was just asking her if she liked to play in open G as well, and I just started playing some licks, and she was like, oh, I should have had you on stage with me, and that really made me feel good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't... I. I've never called myself a guitar player. I, I, it's always been sort of a songwriting tool. However, when Slide came along into my heart, I should say, um, I guess I'm starting to embrace it a lot more <laughs> and, and enjoy <laughs> yeah. specifically Delta Blues slide playing. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, do you have a favorite instrument that you like to play and sing to? Well, it's always an exact tie down the middle between slide dobro guitar or piano okay yeah and yeah like you'll notice on my records there's always half and half yeah half song piano based and half guitar based i just can't decide <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to learn and you get all those different sounds in in some of the notes you you told a story uh, you you mentioned before we started that being a mom and trying to mix all of that in and but i it uh, reading through the story, it sounded like it kind of interrupted things for you a little bit, uh, getting that part of your life on track. It did. However, it, in the end, it made things much better because it kind of gave me a spiritual awakening of testing my love for music and getting much deeper into why I do it in the first place uh. and um, valuing my precious time. Much more than I used to before kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when I do sit down to practice or write, it's a lot more focused and uh, genuine, I would say. Hmm. Um, so I'm not messing around anymore. So it's actually made everything better in the end. The uh, I, I don't know whether it was something you said or it was, was written about a conversation, but um, the, the line was, my attitude was different. What? Was there a, a catalyst for that? Was it just the time involved? Is there something that 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 uh, made that shift? Was it a conscious thing? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so at one point I got really depressed because it seemed like all I was doing was breastfeeding and and breastfeeding and breastfeeding <laughs> for a year for like a year. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you're sort of um, too close together, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I had a second one and breastfeeding again. And so I was like, okay. um, And then, you know, the older kids, so while I imagine, try to imagine anyway, I know you're a man, but imagine (laughs) breastfeeding one. Right. While having a tantrumy toddler climbing on you. Yeah. And then taking a second while the baby's napping to go see if I can play a lick on piano. Just a lick. Yeah. Wow. the tantrum and screaming starts from the toddler. Yeah. So I couldn't play a note. So, uh, yeah, I got pretty depressed. And so, you know, you give it to God. And so I was I was praying about it, and I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. I, I'm, I can't handle this. <laughs> you know, I'm re- really depressed. And yeah. basically I had this moment where it was, it was as if God was saying... It, it was as if he was holding up a mirror and saying, do you see how much you love it now? Wow, that's cool. Do you see how, like my love for you, music will never go away either. Hmm. It will always be there for you. Hmm. And when I kind of felt those words come to me, I, I then gained more patience. Mm-hmm. And then with the patience came severe gratitude hmm. for every second I did get to play wow. and practice. Wow. So now I think even when I'm on stage, people can see how thankful I am to be there. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get a night off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm just so happy to do what I love. And so they feel that. And all of that energy translates into, I think, the good luck that I've had lately with with my music and the the successes that have come along in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Did it change your songwriting too? Yeah, um, it changed it in that not necessarily lyrically. It just changed it to be maybe a little less fluff mm. and more a little bit more substance maybe, but I've always tried to, I don't know. I, I take that back now. I don't know. I think basically I just don't waste as much time okay. yeah. on any of it. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe it comes out cleaner and more honest. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Would be a better way to describe it. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. I like that. Um, you, you, uh, so you have five albums. Is the sixth one out? Did you get that no, one? No, really? no. Okay. I just released a single off of it okay. so far called Chamomile and Cocaine. And I'm hoping to release the rest of it in the early part of next year. Okay. Um, it depends on the COVID stuff and yeah. some of the finances I need to get together to finish it. Yeah. I don't mess around. I don't just record crap at home in my bedroom. I I have a twenty thousand dollar budget for this album. Oh, and, sweet. Okay. Uh, it can't it can't come from our household anymore. So I'm working on trying to find the right label right. to support us because the team is monstrously great yeah. and in place. Everything's in place and ready to go. And if not that, then an investor because I know exactly how to release it myself the right way. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is that so we'll something see. that you um, have been able to share with 
other up and coming artists? Is that, has that ever been a thought that you would like to do that? Being an independent artist for 20 years, you obviously have learned a lot of things, how to do them the right way and how not to do them. I'm sure at the same time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anytime artists ask me, I definitely share what info I have to help them along. Yeah. You mentioned, um, having this goal, um, uh, again, I, I'm not sure if it was from an interview or something that was written for the press release, but uh, t- to get on commercial radio and to sell millions of units and to get songs in place on TVs and movies and, and, and all of that without having to do 200 shows a year and, and still be able to raise your mom, raise your kids and be a mom. And how how is that falling into place? Is it, I, I presume that that was with this new record that you're about to put out. Um, well, it was also hope for the last record, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my shit hasn't necessarily come in there. Yeah. But I have had some worldwide radio support um, that I'm very thankful for. Um, so now, I actually, this COVID thing is a little bit of a blessing because it's allowing me to play catch-up on certain okay. platforms I didn't give any of my time to. Uh-huh. So I've always been on Spotify, but I haven't even logged in or used it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm finally learning how to promote myself on Spotify. Okay. So I think in the last, because of COVID and the, the extra time I've put in, I think that my streams have gone up by 20,000%. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, who knows how all of this learning and applying my, yeah. you know, marketing skills will pan out. But um, it's nice to see some of the numbers going up that I wasn't even scratching the surface with. Yeah. So no big checks in the mail or anything <laughs> yet. But I'm I'm grateful to still just be teaching sure. on FaceTime, yeah. teaching my piano students. Um, that way because I'm still not letting people in my house from being okay. extra careful. Yeah, yeah. Well, with with smaller children, it's it's uh, you have to do that. You have to be careful in different kinds of ways. Yeah, and mainly uh, my mom, her immunity is very low, so um, I I want to be able to say that nobody's been in our house. Mom, you can come over and see yeah, your grandkids. Yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Not worry about the virus. So when you when you can get back out again, what what is what is exposing your music to your listeners look like? What kind of tour? What kind of venues? Uh, what is that? How, how does that work for you? Well, supposedly our our big shows are going to be rescheduled. We had some some nice theater venue shows lined up um, in Northern California. Yeah, nothing far away yet. Um, so. Just more band shows and um, and solo shows as well, but um, also just finishing going back into the studio and finishing up the other songs on the record so we can get it released. Do you have a release date in mind for that? Not yet, no. I'm really just hoping for end of January, early February. Okay, okay. So yeah. six, six months kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what kind of audience do you find that your music connects with? Do you have a, uh, can you tell? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of um, 
baby boomers. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, bikers and blues okay. <laughs> fans. And it's so funny because I'm not a baby boomer or a biker. or I am a blues fan, but I think I can just tell I'm influenced by old school stuff. Yeah. And it shows up in, in the way I sing, yeah. is my guess. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I can see that, though. It's um, Some deadheads. Yeah, yeah, it's just sure. random like yeah. that. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, though. Cool. So people can uh, get in touch with you how? How can they get your, your past catalog and and uh, follow you in, in anticipation of the new stuff coming out? Well, uh, definitely follow me on Spotify. I'm on Pandora, finally. So we just okay. launched a little campaign for that. Um I'm on Bandcamp, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Amazon. So just K-A-T-I-E-K-N-I-P-P. It's a funny last name spelling. Um, I'm I'm on all the platforms Good. that that you can think of. Okay. There's no. I don't think there's any platform I'm not on. Yeah. At this juncture. You have so, to be on um, them whatever, all. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your listening preference is, just type my name in and. Of course, I'm most excited about the new single, Chamomile and Cocaine. Click that first. Yeah, good. <laughs> Add yeah. me to your playlists on Spotify <laughs> and Pandora and stuff. That that helps me a lot. Yeah. And, um, of course, buying it, too. Through the end of August, I'm donating all of the profits from the single to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Okay. To kind of help with our civil rights movement we're going through right now. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Bandcamp is the place to go for that because you can donate any amount. You can pay what you want. Okay. So I've had some generous people pay 10 or 50 bucks for the one song. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, good. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks, Katie. I appreciate it. It's good talking to you and, and learning about your music and certainly wish you the best with the, the new record and, and uh, getting back out on the road. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.